Take it too far. Geek never sleep. Stretch a hundred to millions in weeks. Got her running and riding for me. Where it's sunny, we got a retreat. Straight from London, she out in the east. Let her shop and she keep the receipts. Don't you tell them you got it for me. After this, I'ma need therapy. I've been building up my legacy. Honey's and honey's on four. I've been up so far somewhere. Stuck at the top and there's nowhere to go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. So one of the biggest topics in the sports world right now are clauses. What are clauses? Why are clauses in contracts? Um, Last episode, we just talked about Kyler Murray having a pretty much study study film clause and uh he got a lot of pushback you know he got a lot of pushback everywhere whether it was sports social media sites uh sports networks like he the, it was so unusual to put it in a contract and for that contract to said leak well the leak wasn't as un you know un was wasn't as crazy as the clause itself but it was a clause and a lot of people are screaming out racism. A lot of people are screaming out, you know, that's disrespectful. Let me, let me, let's, let's talk about clauses for a second. Because not only, you know, did Kyler Murray's contract have a clause, which has since been removed, seeing as the backlash that it got from it. But Zion Williamson, who just signed his rookie extension, he has a clause in his contract saying that he pretty much can't exceed 295 pounds. Let me first talk about what is a clause. A clause is pretty much a stipulation saying, if you do this, you are entitled to this money. If you do not do this, we can withhold this amount of money if you don't do it. Now, there's a lot of people, and I, and I see a lot on social media. I see a lot, and, and I'm hearing a lot. People are, are are trying to scream racism, right? Or people are trying to see this is this is prejudice against people that put in clauses, like they that that sign these contracts. And and why would you sign these contracts like this? So we know what a clause is. Now, why why are clauses in? in um contracts and to be completely honest a clause is solely to protect the person dealing out the money because you see it's hard for me to 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 you don't not everyone has clauses well let me say this everyone has clauses but everyone's clauses are different meaning Steph Curry doesn't have a clause that says you can't like we can we can withhold X amount of money if you make it over or if your weight exceeds 295 pounds. I'm almost sure Tom Brady didn't have a clause in his contract saying you have to watch film for X amount of time or we can withhold money from you. You see, the reason why clauses are put into contracts is because said player or said person that's getting said contract makes it makes it important for the person dealing out the money to protect themselves. You see, if Kyler Murray, right? If Kyler Murray 
didn't have a track record. Now, again, the per the people that are giving the money to these players are the team, so the team knows the player. If Kyler Murray had a history of you know being a, a, a film rat, being a a film junkie, watching all as much film as he can, be be you know known as a workhorse, known as someone that stays in the gym, which he could. I don't know this man. But if he had a, a, a history of that, do you think that they would have a clause saying that you need to watch the maximum four hours of film outside of work? Do you think one of the biggest, one of the biggest, uh, let's say, detriments to Zion Williamson's career so far has been his injuries and a lot of people and and it can be it can be the injury history goes hand in hand with his weight situation and the weight situation is he has a tough time i'm not going to say tough time losing weight but a tough time keeping weight off now that could be you know due to rehab that whatever it is but he has had a tough time especially since signing his rookie deal in the nba he's had a tough time hope Staying, staying, staying fit as far as weight-wise. And because of that, a lot of his injuries, it seems like a lot of his injuries have lingered on longer than they should. Now, again, player, these teams and these players, these teams and the people that's dealing out these contracts do not put clauses if they feel a clause does not need to be had. I'm almost sure LeBron James doesn't have a clause saying, yo, if you get arrested for a DWR, DUI or something, we can withhold this money. But players that have history of off-the-field situations, off-the-field issues, I'm sure they have that. That's what happened. I think um, I could be wrong. I know it was a player. It may be Carlos Dunlap. I could be wrong. But there was a clause in his um, in his contract, I believe, saying if you get into off the field issues, we can or something with weed or something like that. And I know that he was upset about that and, and was very vocal. But again, that that clause, I'm sure the clause that clause is not in in, in Russell Wilson. What I'm saying is this. I have absolutely no. Now, there are some stipulations that i understand it's, it's kind of wild like why is this a stipulation like there are some clauses in some situations where it's just like you know that's that's damn near un unreachable like if which which usually wouldn't be in contracts but it's like if you make three mvps you'll you'll get now nah, that that's not that happens but players have to look themselves in the mirror and and be completely honest with themselves as to why a team felt the need, Kyler Murray. We know Kyler Murray may be the best player to ever come out of the state of Texas as far as football. Crazy, you know, went crazy in college or high school, also played baseball, won a Heisman in Oklahoma. Or is it Oklahoma? It might be Oklahoma, not Texas. It might be, I don't know. But for number one overall pick. <laughs> Kyler Murray is cemented as one of the best players in the, in the well one of the one of the best players in the NFL or at least quarterback wise. Yet, and like we like we stated last episode, 
there's a reason why the Cardinals are always great in the beginning. Like you're always saying, oh, they can be. There was a lot of people, including myself, saying the Cardinals are Super Bowl contenders. But I was also saying, well, let's let's hold off because we know that there that there's usually a second half drop, and now we know why. And a team does not put a clause in if they don't feel they need to protect themselves. Again, LeBron James doesn't have a clause saying if you exceed 295 pounds, we don't have to pay you X amount of money. However, Zion Williamson, who has struggled with weight, you need you, you need you need to protect yourself. So I have no problem at all. I do think that it's very interesting that a lot of these clauses are getting um getting leaked a lot more, I feel. Well, I'm not going to say that. I will say that these are two extreme cases. Saying with the, you know, the Kyler Murray, that was crazy and the fact that they took it out. Uh th- that's pretty much so for people that don't know, I think I just said it, but the people that don't know the Cardinals have since taken out the the watch film study, you know, four hours a week. They've taken that out of his contract. Uh, however, you can't put the, the the toothpaste back in the tube. The dam is already done. The media knows that you already put it in. Kyler knows. I mean, he had an unscheduled press conference pretty much saying, you know, questioning my character, which he was talking to the media, which I do not understand. Because why are you talking to the media yet? The media was not the one. Well... It felt like he was coming at the media. And I'm like, yo, the media is not the one that put that in your contract. The media is not the one that signed the contract. That is between you and the team. So it's like, but yeah, again, they, they, the team has since, <laughs> they've taken that. They've taken that out, his contract. They also, you know, made a glaring statement, not glaring, made a raving statement saying how much they love Kyler Murray and, and, and you know, his worth ethic is great. Again, you can't put the you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's already out there. People, it's already going. It doesn't matter what the contract says at this point. It's always going to be a talking point, especially when the Cardinals lose. So, and with this Zion Williamson thing, Zion Williamson has had a track record of 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 having difficulties losing weight. Or let me not say that. Let me not say that. He's had. Uh, 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 he's had a injury history and you can there's a there's a, a a complete correlation to his injury history and his weight and that's one thing that we always talk about like what happens is one of the biggest flaws a zion has is his weight so i have no problem with clauses man i do think that it's it's funny that now everyone is saying the, the clauses have been happening since they they started doing contracts you know, it's that's there's also a thing called no trade clause. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's clauses and everything. It's just there are if if you feel there there I don't know how to put a bow on this. They don't put clauses in in contracts if they don't feel they need to. So when we talk about Zion Williamson again, and that does that doesn't putting a clause in someone's contract doesn't also mean that they don't deserve the money. I think Zion Williamson most definitely deserved, you know, what the you know the extension or the max extension that he got from the Pelicans. Zion, oh uh, no, Kyler Murray definitely deserved the money that he got from, you know, the new deal from the Arizona Cardinals. But they do not put clauses in your contract if they don't feel like. 
you they need to put it in there to protect themselves. So now the player has to look at themselves like, all right, well, why did they put that in there? Instead of being upset with the team, why don't you be like, like for instance, last thing I'm gonna say about this before we move on. I'm almost sure, I'm almost sure that when Kyrie Irving goes for his next contract, whether it's with Brooklyn, whether it's another team, I put money. Either this is going to happen or they're going to fight to put it in. There's going to be a games played clause, meaning you have to play X amount of games for you to receive X amount of money. I'm almost sure if that is not going to be in his contract, there there's going to be a, a, a heavy argument about it because we saw we've seen what's happened. I mean, Kyrie Irving does have a history of injury. Now, I, I'm, I'm almost you can't put a clause in for injury. I understand that. But. He's also taken time away from the team, you know, due to the insurrection. Uh, we already know about the bubble and the vaccination and, and, and last season, like I said, with the vaccine and the mandates and everything. So I'm almost sure they're going to find a way to put a clause saying you have to pay play X amount of games to receive this money. And if you don't miss, make these games or if you don't play these games, it can't do, be due to injury. So teams do this all the time. Teams do this all the time. That doesn't mean that the player doesn't deserve the money. It just means that every player is different. Again, there's not a. I'm sure there's not a watch film clause in 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 Patrick Mahomes' schedule or contract. Just like I'm sure there's not a a weight limit clause in Steph Curry's contract. Nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? So, moving forward, this whole the segment I'm about to talk about is going to sound a lot like hate, but it's not. It's not hate at all. It's going to sound like it, but it's not. It might sound a little harsh as well, but it's not. It's honesty. So the Seahawks signed DK Metcalf to a three-year, seven hundred or no, uh, seventy-two million dollar extension that includes fifty-eight point two million guaranteed. The deal includes $30 million signing bonus. That's the highest ever for a wide receiver. We're going to talk about Draymond Green uh, and his and him and, and the relationship between him and, and, and Golden State in a second. And one and and one when we talk about contracts, and one thing that has been a, a constant on this podcast is value. You see, DK Metcalf is a freak athlete. Do not get me wrong. DK Metcalf, his, with the combination of his speed, his strength, his size, his, 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 he's a freak of nature. And don't get me wrong, I'm not here to say that nobody, I'm not here to say, you know, X player did not deserve this amount of money. I'm never going to say that. I think that, you know, especially in sports, you never know when your time is up. So try to get as much as you can while you can. But when we talk about value, man, 
I have a it's it's hard for me to justify giving DK Metcalf this amount of money for the Seahawks. And here's why. DK Metcalf, in my opinion, is not a top 10 wide receiver. Now, you can argue with it. Uh, I do think he's he's phenomenal. He just, to me, he drops a lot of passes that he shouldn't. Um, but he's just not a top 10 quarter or top 10 wide receiver. Now that, well, no. Um, the reason why I don't understand why the Seahawks made this deal is because how valuable is DK Metcalf to to this team? And I mean by that is the Seahawks are not a good team in the slightest. the the starting The starting quarterback is Drew Locke, and I think the backup is Geno Smith. You don't have a good running game. Chris Carson shouts out to him. He reti- well shouts out to him for being able to do this on his own on his own power but he retired due to a constant neck injury. KJ Wright or KJ KJ Wright just retired as well. Um he was also on the Raiders but but the running game is bad. The wide, the the quarterback position is bad. The 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 offensive line is bad, the defense is bad. There was just a report saying that um there's no t- uh, Jamal Jamal Adams, the safety, is out indefinitely. They don't know when he's going to come back due to a uh, surgery, I believe. So you're paying all this money for a player that's not, in my opinion, not going to change anything for you. This team is going to be bad. Now you could have paid this player to then trade him. I don't know, but it's going to be hard to trade him because. Not too many teams can can hold this contract. So, in my opinion, it's like I understand you do this when you have a top-tier quarterback throwing him the ball. Like, I understand you making this decision when you had Russell Wilson. Because at that point, DK Metcalf's – DK Metcalf. DK – yeah, that's – DK Metcalf's value – is drastically different than it is with a incompetent quarterback. And when I say incompetent, I'm not saying incompetent like he can't play, but incompetent as far as Drew Locke is you can't come you can't put Drew Locke in the same sentence as winning because he hasn't done it. Not saying he doesn't want a game, but he's not a winning quarterback. So this deal looks a lot different if DK Metcalf plays for Green Bay or DK Metcalf plays for a top tier quarterback. You see, I understand not wanting to lose the asset. I understand you don't want to lose DK Metcalf because he's at this point your best player. Maybe between him and Tyler Lockett, but Tyler Lockett's kind of getting up there in age. So I understand that DK Metcalf is your best player, but what the the Seahawks are still going to be bad this year like very bad like outside of the 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 Falcons they might be the worst team and i'm kind of leaning towards the Falcons a little better cuz at least the Falcons got Kyle Pitts and that might be it oh they got Marcus Mariota and i trust Marcus Mariota before i trust uh Drew Lock not saying it's a huge difference but 
I'm just I'm just saying, man. And and again, I knew no this sounds like hate. I know it sounds like I'm I'm bashing a player, but I'm not. It's just this is this is this is the the this is what happens when an organization isn't run the best. I understand you don't want to lose DK Metcalf, but what happens if you lose him? Or what happens? Here's the thing: you could still trade him. What happens if you trade him and get a bunch of assets back? Because the team is uh, is gonna want DK Metcalf. Like I said, DK Metcalf looks a lot different if he played for Green Bay, if he played for the Rams, if he played for the Bucks, if he played for one of those, the Colts, a team that needs a wide receiver. Well, maybe not the Bucks, but but it's just like for the Seahawks. What is it? What's happening now? He'll be he'll he'll be a free agent again in twenty at the age twenty seven. Which of course he can still get another deal, but it's just it, it just so now this kind of prevents unless they make a trade with someone this kind of prevents the Seahawks from be able to from being able to improve their team, which needs improving. So you know, shouts out to DK Metcalf for getting you know the the three year extension because he was one of a few players. I know Debo was one of them, but. Reports are that that con that deal can get done in the very near future, but one of those players is holding out due to contract. I know Terry McLaurin was one of them, uh, so shouts out to them. I just I don't know if I articulated it well. I don't know. I, it just doesn't seem why the Seahawks make this deal when DK Metcalf does nothing for your team not saying that he, you know he's not good but does nothing for your team as far as the win column especially when you have the quarterback that you have throwing him the ball that's but shout out to him man and i said that we were going to talk about contracts so let's 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 tackle this Draymond Green thing you see i think this is the first time Ever that I don't think either side, whether the player or the team, has leverage. And what I mean by that, so there are four players that are coming up for Golden State that are eligible for extensions Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Jordan Poole. The, one of the biggest there's two things that usually breaks up dynasties usually breaks up great teams one is ego and one uh, one is ego and two is money it's either one or the other i mean as we saw it was it was mainly ego that broke up Clay, us the golden state warriors and kevin durant it was ego that broke up Kobe, Shaq, and the Lakers. It was money and age that broke up LeBron James and the Heat. It was age that broke up the, you know, it wasn't broke up, but the the Spurs dynasty was kind of coming to an end. You know, Tim Duncan was getting old, Tony Parker, Mon Ginobili. Um, but two things breaks up a, a, a great team, breaks up a dynasty. 
uh, egos or money. And one thing that is going to start becoming very, very, very situational, in my opinion, is Golden State and their money situation. Now, Golden State has plenty of money. Joe Lakeup has plenty of money. Uh, they just, you know, the Chase Center, it brings in money, you know, bills and bills of money. But think about this. You're going to have to pay if you want to keep everyone. If you, if, if you want to keep everyone. And if you can keep everyone, you're going to have to pay Clay Thompson. You're going to have to pay Draymond Green. You're going to have to pay Andrew Wiggins. You're going to have to pay Jordan Poole. You're going to have to play or pay uh, Jonathan Kaminga. You're going to have to pay James Wiseman. You're going to have to pay uh, uh, Moody. You're going to have to, you just paid Kevon Looney. And eventually, I mean, it shouldn't be too hard, but you're going to have to pay Steph. You just did, so that's on the back burner for now. So money is going to be a huge factor. And let's, before we talk about Draymond Green and, and Golden State, let's talk about the other, four, let's talk about the other three. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, and Clay Thompson. Let's first start with Clay. And let's 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 play this game. Should they offer the max or should they not? Clay Thompson is coming off two see two horrific injuries. And two injuries that usually would kick people out the, like get people out the league, get people out the way. An Achilles and an ACL. Um, however, he came back and he, he, of course it took some time and I definitely want to see what he looks like next year, but Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson are an iconic duo. That's why they call them. That's why we dubbed them the splash brothers. You see Steph Curry's game. Steph Curry is one of the greatest players I ever played. So let me not, let's not do that. But Steph Curry's game is magnified playing alongside Clay Thompson. Seeing as though Clay Thompson plays, you know, better he's bigger, he plays better defense. He is the perfect catch and shoot player, which he is. And Clay Thompson's game drastically is different playing alongside Steph Curry. Steph Curry is more of a ball handler. Of course, we know he's the greatest shooter of all time. Uh he draws a lot more of attention. So Clay Thompson thrives with being able to catch catch and shoot corner threes, you know, big threes. I mean, there's a reason why Clay Thompson's had 60 points on 11 dribbles. That is solely because of who you're playing with. So it's hard to break that up. However, I don't know if I would give if I would offer him the max because like I think I would need to see what he looks like next year. I would need to see what he looks like next year, seeing as though, you know, he came off. He, he looked a little rusty. You know, again, it's first time, first, first, and he didn't even play the whole year. First half a year back uh, from after missing two years. So I would wait to see what happened this year. And if he looks like the Clay Thompson of old, then yes, I would extend him. Andrew Wiggins. 
Andrew Wiggins is a soul piece. Like at this point, he is a very important cog to this Golden State team. In fact, he was the second best player on the Golden State Warriors championship team this year. As far as in the cha- in the in the finals, he was the second best player. You can kind of argue between him and Jalen Brown, but it was Steph, then you know Andrew Wiggins as far as for the Golden State Warriors. In Golden State, Andrew Wiggins, I'm not going to call him a bust, but he drastically underappreciated or underachieved when he was the number one guy. Um, when he was the number one guy in 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 Minnesota. And there's a, there's something to be had. He's made a lot of money. All of them's made a lot of money. But there's something to be had, where you're finally in a place that you see the most success. So I don't think they're gonna have to offer uh, Andrew Wiggins the max because he's already he's he's already signed the max contract. I think he's gonna probably want to take less, not take less, but he's probably okay with with giving a discount, seeing as though you've already made a lot of money. You're going to make a lot of money. I mean. <laughs> $8 million is a lot of money, let alone the hundreds and hundreds that they're making. But I think he's going to take, he's going to be okay with taking less if it attributes to winning. So I don't even think they're going to need to sign him or offer him a max. Jordan Poole, on the other hand, he hasn't, he hasn't got paid yet. He has not got paid. He hasn't had that big contract. I think they're going to have to offer him the max. I mean, he is pretty much the Steph apparent. Not saying that he is good as a, as good as Steph. Not saying that he will ever amount to Steph. But to hand the hand, you know, Steph is getting getting up there in age. Clay's getting up there in age. All of them is getting up there in age. So to hand the team off to a to a Jordan Poole, that that is important for this team. So I would I would understand signing him to the max extension when it's when 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 times come. So then we get to Draymond Green. And this is why I say that I don't know. I don't think either. I don't think Golden State, nor do I think Draymond Green have has a. Has a, uh, I guess, upper leg in this situation. Let's talk about Draymond Green side for a second. Or first, let's talk about Draymond Green side first. So Draymond Green, of course, said that he he thinks he he wants and he deserves the max, seeing as though he says Golden State would not win a championship if it wasn't for him, or wouldn't win four championships if it wasn't for him. Not saying it's just him, but he, we understand how important he was for those championship teams, which I completely understand and I completely agree with. Draymond Green is the heart and soul of this team, especially when we talk about on the defensive side of the ball. When Draymond Green's on the floor, I think they're like the 18th greatest. Def- last year, they're like the 18th greatest defense ever. When he wasn't on the floor, they were like 13th best last year. So Draymond Green's presence is definitely felt and known. But here's the thing about Draymond Green. The last time we saw Draymond Green, he didn't look the best, and that was in the finals. Now, he looked okay. Well, offensively, no. But towards the end, he started getting back to his defensive ways. But he was, he didn't look great in that finals. Also, 
Say I have a dog. My dog. Say I have a dog. It's a great looking dog. I love the dog. People like dogs. Everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people like dogs, right? But say I have a dog. I'm going to value my dog more than another person is going to value my dog because it's my dog. That doesn't mean that that other person doesn't like a dog or doesn't like my dog, but there's no way they can value my dog more than me because it's my dog. And that's understandable, though. But on the flip side to that, that dog, my dog is not that valuable to my neighbor because it's not his dog or it's not her dog. So, of course, they're not going to be as valuable because it's not the dog. What I'm, what I'm saying is this. Draymond Green is eligible for a four-year, I think, no, $138 million extension. And, of course, he says he wants and deserves that. But I don't know if he has the much leverage here because who else is going to give you that? Who else is going to give you anything close to that? Because like the dog and like the value, Draymond Green is incredibly valuable for the Golden State Warriors. Incredibly valuable. However, I don't know another team he'd be that valuable for. Because just like Klay Thompson, Draymond Green benefits greatly playing with Steph Curry, playing with Klay Thompson. And, of course, they benefit from playing with him. But there's no other Steph Curry in the league. There's really no other Klay Thompson in the league. So think about that. Think about what, like, what, what, what does Draymond Green look like on the Lakers? What does Draymond Green look like on the Kings? What does Draymond Green look like on the Wizards? What does Draymond Green look like on the Knicks? Absolutely nothing like he does on Golden State. So, well, yes, we understand the value to this team. How valuable are you are? How valuable are you are? How valuable are you to another team? And in my opinion, it's not that high. But then you have Golden State side. And if you go back to the dog analogy, that dog, my dog has put me, we've gone through a lot together. I don't, now I don't have a dog, clearly. I don't have a dog, what I'm just saying, for dog owners. My life would not be the same if it wasn't for this dog. I know multiple people that say that their dog saved their life as far as, you know, where they were mentally, emotionally, the dog helped them. So the dog is very valuable to that to that person. Draymond Green is incredibly valuable to Golden State. Incredibly valuable. Again, I agree with the sentiment that they would not be the Golden State would not have won four championships in the last what six years, eight years, if it wasn't for Draymond Green. However. Draymond Green, his his brain, as far as you know, he's one of the smartest players in the league. He's one of the 
this generation, he's one of the, which people aren't going to agree with me, but it is what it is. He's one of this generation's best defenders. Um, and it, to me, it's not even close, honestly. Not saying he is the best, but he's one of the best in this generation. And a lot of that is due to the way that he sees the game, the way that he thinks the game, the way that he's, he's able to uh, project and predict what's about to happen, which usually happens. That's how smart Draymond Green is. We talk about how smart LeBron is. Draymond Green is almost as smart. He just isn't LeBron. But if you're Golden State, which I agree that, which I agree that you know, they wouldn't have won four championships if it wasn't for him. Well, he's a huge part of it. But just like I know, Golden State knows who else is going to offer this man a contract, or who else is going to offer this man one hundred and thirty-eight million dollars. So a, a team could, don't get me wrong, a team could, but who's going to offer Draymond Green a hundred and thirty-eight million dollars? For four years. In fact, how old is Draymond Green? Draymond Green is 32. That means by the end of this contract, he is going to be 36. And Draymond Green already isn't the best offensive weapon. So I don't know if either per either t- I don't know if Draymond Green has leverage. I don't know if Golden State Warriors have leverage. I do know this. I think that this championship was probably one of the most important for them due to the fact that I think that's this is that I can go out of limb. I think that they may have one more. Maybe one more. And that one more has to come within the next two years, in my opinion. Because, again, egos and money breaks up great teams. And I don't think that this team has egos. And that, I mean, they've never had it. I've never seen it as far except for, yeah, I've never seen egos. <clears throat> Excuse me. But this money situation is coming up fast. Again, I just named four players that, need, that, that, are, that are eligible, eligible for extensions coming up. And I didn't even mention the young players that are supposed to, you know, once once the Stephs and Clays and Draymonds, once they're supposed to go, now you have Kavon Looney. I mean, not Kavon. Now you have Jonathan Kaminga. Now you have Moses Moody. Now you have um, James Wiseman, which they're going to need to get paid to. And how is that contract going to look like two years down the road? And Draymond Green, you know, so I don't know. I do think that is. I just don't know who has a leverage. I don't know. I I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked if they paid him the the four year uh, extension. I wouldn't be shocked. I also wouldn't be shocked if they offered him. I mean, if they didn't offer him, and he, you know. I'd be more shocked. The the one thing that would shock me drastically is if another team paid him damn near that amount, that much money. And that's no offense to Draymond Green. Again, Draymond Green is future Hall of Famer, four-time champion. Uh, My opinion should be a uh, multiple-time defensive player of the year, but he has one. To me, he will go down as one of the 
this generation's one of this generation's greatest defenders. But in this sense, I just don't know who has the leverage. So yeah, man, that's that's me. So let's move forward. Uh, I'm gonna I'm continuing my top ten. I did quarterbacks, I did running backs, I did wide receivers. Today is gonna be tight ends. Um, the season is coming up, so you know once we get into August, I'm gonna start my uh, divisional breakdowns. I'm thinking. Shouts out to my man Marcus. I'm thinking about having a a person on every day, or every time I break down division, so we can talk about it. But just uh, it's coming. But right now. Let's give my, I'm going to give my top 10 tight ends. My top, number 10, I have Pat Fairmonth, the tight end for the Steelers. You see, what you have to understand is the tight end position, that is such a unique position because there are different tight ends that do different things. And some tight ends are better at others. Like some tight ends are better at blocking. However, the team, you know, they're great for their position because the team doesn't really need them to be a pass catcher like that. They need to be a blocker. Some tight ends are exceptional at catching but aren't the best at blocking. But the team needs them to be exceptional at catching. It's very rare that you have a, a tight end that does good at both, but there are some. So Pat Fairmont. Uh, the tight end for Pittsburgh, I, he is young. However, he was Big Ben's damn near favorite target last year. And he has, I do want to see him mature, and I do want to see, you know, because there are, there are some times where he, he'll drop passes, but I do want to see him improve, especially in the, because the, he's a great catcher. He's he's good with running routes. I mean, he, he he's he's good at that. He's great at that. Which is why I have him on the top ten, and he's this would be his second year, I believe. Um, but I do want to see him better in the blocking, especially when you see the difficulties that the the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line has. Uh, but he has been great, and I, I have him at number ten. At number nine, I have Dalton Schultz. Uh, see, the problem with Dalton Schultz is. He plays for a team that doesn't understand that they how to pay him, and that is the Cowboys. He is very important. Um, I think they're franchise tagging him, but he ha- he's very reliable, especially in the end zone. He's one of I think the Cowboys' uh, most productive end zone targets. That's yeah, he, he he isn't the best, but he is really good at end zone targets. And he's he's a big body. I mean, all these tight ends are huge, so. he's not the best at blocking clearly, but he's a good, he's a good catcher. So I have Dalton, Dalton Schultz at number nine, number seven, I have TJ Hookinson. First of all, shout out to TJ Hookinson. He has said, he saved me on multiple fantasy football occasions. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to lie. He has saved me, but when we talk about red zone targets, he is one of the best red zone targets. Like it's he I, playing for a, a bad team in Detroit. He doesn't get a lot of them, but he is one of the most accurate or he's one of the most reliable red zone targets. That is TJ Huckinson. Um He is a little slow. I ain't gonna lie to you as far as speed, ooh, dang, as far as speed, but 
You know, he, he's still he's still good. So I have him at number eight. At number seven, I have Dawson Knox. Now, this could be a benefit, or th- his ranking can be. I think you can put a correlation to him playing alongside uh, Josh Allen. I mean, it's a last year, and and as it looks like moving forward, it's going to be a pass happy offense, uh, which is understandable when you have you know the Gabriel, when you have Stephon Diggs, when you have Daw- uh, Dawson Knox. So that could be a big reason why you see an uptick in his his performance. But Dawson Knox was was known. Like, especially the beginning of the season, he dropped a lot of passes, a lot. However, towards the end of the season, he became one of the best tight ends in the league um, and one of the most reliable, not only in the red zone, but one of the most reliable as far as he became, outside of um, Trayvon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, he became one of uh, Buffalo Bill, the Buffalo Bills' best receivers and I I have him at number I have a number seven. I just think he's he's that good. Um I think that the improvement of Josh Allen is a prime or is there's a correlation to his improvement as far as Dawson Knox. So I have him at number seven. At number six, I have Dallas Goddard. He plays on a team in the Philadelphia Eagles that didn't succeed a lot in passing the ball last year. And that's that's no offense to Jalen Hurts, but they just didn't have the targets, uh, and which is why they were the number one rushing team in the league last year. However, one of their most reliable players is Dallas Goddard. He is – he he's tough. He's – you see, again, he's he's not the best – blocker but he is great at catching the ball and I mean being a Washington fan we see this man at least twice a year it it, it doesn't get any worse than that so I, I have Dallas Goddard number number six number five I have Kyle Pitts it doesn't help that you play for a trash team in the Atlanta Falcons no disrespect to Atlanta but that is just the truth the team's not that good I'll be I'll be a thousand percent real with you um however Kyle Pitts he is one of those players that he is better than what he was projected. You know, coming out of college, coming out of Florida, of course, they he he was drafted I think 3rd and they knew yeah, Kyle Pitts is that dude, but Kyle Pitts was even better his rookie year playing with Matt Ryan than than we could have expected. Uh we knew he has he has wide receiver he's a wide receiver, just a huge body. Like that's that's just who that's just who he is. Kyle Pitts is tough. And it does I do I am interested to see. I think he'll be ten times better if he played with a a better, you know, passing quarterback and and that's no offense to him. Yeah that's it's not offense. It's true. That's no offense to Marcus Mariota. He's just not the you know where he's not known to be a a dimes quarterback. So, but Kyle Pitts at number five just because of how good he was last. He was one of the best Titans last year, and it was his rookie year. That's and I just it's nothing but up from it, in my opinion. Uh, number four, I have Mark Andrews. He is Lamar Jackson's favorite target. He is Lamar Jackson's number one target. Number one, two, and three target. 
because of how Lamar, the, you know, the the system that is Lamar Jackson, the way that they build it around him, Mark Andrews' position is incredibly important. And Mark Andrews actually won, actually one of probably two wide or tight ends on this list is actually good at both blocking and passing. When you have a run first offense or a a, a hybrid running offense like the Ravens have, you need to be good at blocking. And Mark Andrews is good at that. He's also a big target. We know he had some spectacular catches last year. Uh, I remember the one that pretty much fell in his lap with one hand that that was offense or defense pass interference, but it caught, you know, he caught it. Uh, How I think he caught like two or three touchdowns with the comeback against the the Colts. Mark Andrews is one of the best tight ends in the league, and playing alongside Lamar Jackson, it makes him one of the most important because that is – when Mark Jackson's not out there – or Mark Andrews, I'm sorry. When Mark Andrews not out there, Lamar Jackson looks different. And I have Mark Andrews at number four. Number three, I have Darren Waller. Darren Waller, man, he uh, the Ravens probably beating themselves up because, of course, we know about the substance situation he's had uh, when he was with Baltimore, which is he's open. He talks about it openly, so this is not like me gossip or anything. Darren Waller, man, he he is a beast. He's one of the biggest reasons outside of now having Devonta Adams that a lot of people give. Um, the oh the Vegas Raiders a shot this year at least making some noise because Darren Waller his catch radius his catch ability is he is huge and he he his his running after the catch and and his ability to shake off tackles and and everything is 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 crazy and if he's if he was able to stay healthy majority of the year i mean he he was healthy majority of the year if he's able to stay healthy at the end of the year i think oh and especially against um the cincinnati bengals i think that they could have possibly beat the cincinnati bengals in the wild card that's how good darren waller is uh so i have darren waller at 3 number 2 I have George Kittle, and I know it's crazy to say because he's number two, but George Kittle, in my opinion, is the most complete tight end in the league as far as great at catching the ball, great at blocking, after catch. Uh, he's good. He's good at route running. He's good at – there's not really anything that he's not good at. And I, you're probably wondering why he's number two. The only reason why he's number two is because of who I've had number one. That's that's just who it is. George Kittle does everything right for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I am interested to see, you know, how his relationship is with Trey Lance and how how if they're able to get if they're on the same page, how that looks, seeing as though he had a good rapport uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. It was very important to Jimmy Garoppolo and the success of the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm interested to see that. But I. <laughs> The only reason why I don't have him at number one, and he is, in my opinion, the most complete tight end in the league, is because I have Travis Kelsey at number one. Travis Kelsey, that it could be a benefit. You know, it could be because of who he's playing with as far as Andy Reid's system, playing with Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick, yo, Travis Kelsey was putting up better numbers than damn near every wide receiver in the league. Now, he's not the best blocker, don't get me wrong, but he is, in my opinion, by far the best pass catcher of all the tight ends. 
That's 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 why that, it's Travis Kelsey. It's kind of like we talked about when the top wide receivers. It's it's Devonta Adams is wide receiver, but Travis Kelsey is is kind of it's it's. It's Travis Kelsey, bro. <laughs> Travis Kelsey had like two thousand yards a couple years. Like, is it last year or two years ago? Travis Kelsey is tough. That's my list, man. Uh, from ten to one, Pat Fairmouth. I'm probably saying your name wrong, bro. I apologize from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Dalton Schultz at number nine. T.J. Hookinson at number eight. Uh, Dawson Knox at number seven, Dallas Goddard number six, number five I have Kyle Pitts, number four Mark Andrews, number three Darren Waller, number two George Kittle, and number one Travis Kelsey. So that's my that's my uh, list. Let me know what you guys think. Who do I leave out? Who do I have too high? Who do I have too low? Let me know. We'll talk about it. And lastly, before we go, the unpopular topic of the of the day. Um, shout out to Mina Kynes. She's been really vocal on this whole Dan Snyder situation. Uh, but the recent developments is without a subpoena, by the way, uh, Dan Snyder testified, uh, via Zoom call, which I didn't even know you can do. He's been pretty much shacking up in his million dollar, multi-million dollar yacht. Um, and of course, he zoomed to testify about the sexual harassment claims, the the poor work environments, the un, unsafe work environments that the that he has been accused of creating for the Washington team. And again, I think this was eleven hours, but because he wasn't subpoenaed, he really didn't have to answer tough questions. He honestly didn't have to do this call. It's just they've been they've been like trying to negotiate his participation. Some unpopular topic of the day. Cause I've I've talked about Dan Snyder. I've talked about this whole situation. I think that was actually an unpopular topic of the day one time. But the unpopular the unpopular topic of the day is simple. The NFL has a re- relatability problem. What do I mean by that? People ask. The NFL is, is argue, you know, undoubtedly the most watched sports in the United States or most watched sport in the United States. The NFL is king. The NFL, what people say, they took God's day, which is on Sunday or the Lord's day, which is Sunday. But outside of football, the 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 I don't know a community that the NFL has really wrapped their arms around outside of the the alcohol drinking community since one of their biggest or most of their biggest brand or uh, biggest sponsors is out is what Bud Light. The NFL did a private investigation on Dan Snyder, found some things, but ain't telling nobody. So you're already losing the the woman, the 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 the, the support from the women, and because they don't feel supported 
by an or by this organization. Because this isn't the first time. I mean, you have this Dan Steiner situation. You have multiple players that have gotten uh, that have it's been proven that they've been in trouble for sexual harassment or or domestic violence. But you really don't. And, and we talked about it before. But you, the NFL, don't care. So that's our that's already the women. You have multiple players come out. Well, you've had a couple players come out as, you know, active members of the LGBT community. Whether they're gay, whether they're anything, they've they've come out active. Shortly after, whether it's a whether it's that year or a year after, they're not on a team. I don't even know if Kyle Nassib is on it. Is Kyle Nassib on a team? Carl, I'm sorry. Is Carl Nassib on a team? Carl Nassip is on the Cleveland Browns. Just signed to the Cleveland Browns a couple days ago. What the, the NFL, bruh. I don't understand money talks. I do understand. But it's just crazy when you see a situation like this Dan Steiner situation and and can't help but to think. This could have been prevented if you would have just made him sell the team. The NFL does not wrap their arms around anybody that doesn't make them money. And that is the problem. And there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want a popular podcast, shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link in the description below. at multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to every listening. Please subscribe to every watching. It definitely means a lot to me. And until next time, much love. Dom's in
in the back. Ain't taking no flicks, but the whole click snapped. There's a whole lot of people in the house. Trying to smoke with the yak in your mouth. And we back outside. You said you outside, but you ain't that outside. Worldwide hoodie with the mask outside. In case you forgot how we act outside. Justify love. We go round in circles, round in circles, searching for love. 